Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the Todd Feinberg Show on the free Odyssey app. Download and like WTIC and follow Todd Feinberg today. Yeah, WTIC rants coming up in just a couple minutes. Let's talk to Taylor in Colchester. Hi, Taylor. Thank you for the call. Hello? Yes, my name is Bob. I'm not Taylor. Okay, Bob, go ahead. Uh, two things real quick. In the town I live in, we ended up pulling our kid out of the school for, well, let's just say that the school wasn't doing well by her. So we ended up homeschooling, and we did that for the last six years of her, uh, yeah, I guess six years of her, her school career. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing was, early on, I called the school, because, and they hooked me up with the person who was the homeschool liaison for the town of, we'll leave that unmentioned. So I asked him, I said, what What do I need to do? Oh, we don't do anything. I said, no, I'm just asking, is there a particular form you need? It? <laughs> and I, what it came down to is he told me, well, this is, I said, so this is your job, and your job is to say you don't do anything. Jesus, how much is this costing? Yeah. That's and, one. And how intelligent is the person they hired for the job? Oh, my gosh. Well, from what I could see, he didn't really have a job. This was just a title that probably got him some extra money, which makes me wonder about your, your previous talk. And oh, like was, he was a teacher who was making an extra ten grand or something for taking that Possibly. I don't know. All I know is he says, yeah. we do nothing, and there's nothing we do. And you Because know, I asked him about it. Can I get involved? In, yeah, could I do something with Jim? Could I do something with... Uh, mm-hmm. The, the, the music program? No, 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 for the kid. The other one was when I was in Springfield, I was in the Big Brothers program. Yeah, go and, fast. We just have 30 seconds. Okay, I was in the Big Brothers program, and what it turned out to, they were just passing kids in the Springfield school system, so much mm-hmm. to the point my kid had didn't know how to read. We were at a restaurant one day, and because there were no pictograms, he didn't know how to read. And what they told me was, well, we just talked to the parents, and if they... If they think that Johnny's really going to do good, and they'll let him slide through with a social promotion. And, and I'm thinking, what parent wouldn't grasp at that straw? What parent wants to see their kid fail? They need they need to do something different. And we're way beyond. You know, that, you're right. No, they that's, are just, a, that, that's a totally sick concept, Bob. I thank you for the phone call. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm sorry to call you Taylor. Whatever. No, not. 
Let's go to Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. What's up, Mark? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, we take phone calls during rants as well. Give us a call. 860-522-9842. We've got Bill in Newington. Hey, Bill. Hi. Uh, regarding the uh, Biden $20,000 uh, forgiveness for college students, um, it would take an average American from California to Maine working five years, 60-hour uh, weeks to equal that amount. That's why middle America is against this. Like, how does how does Biden all of a sudden pull this money out of his pocket and and let all this all these people like work all these extra hours and wear them out in, in the meantime? Question number two, and then I'll let you answer. Okay, um, sure. my, I'm wondering where this where these board of educations and these superintendents of schools and these teachers where did they come from? They came out of the woodwork, didn't they? They jump on board with this this transgender. Um, you know, curriculum and, and this program, uh, I don't know where they came from. All of a sudden they appeared, and it is exactly what we don't want as parents of, of children. I think the answer to that is they've just been keeping it hidden for a long time, and now the left has gotten powerful enough, the extreme left, and demanding enough that they can't keep it hidden anymore, that they're talking about it out front and open. All this stuff they pursue the average American is against. And the trouble is it just has to be revealed, and they do their best to keep it covered up. So what are we going to do about it? Well, uh, what I'm doing is advocating for uh, a limited government system or no government at all, that we have to, that government is a criminal organization, and we have to find a way to put it to an end because it just can't be trusted. They're destroying us at the federal level. They're destroying us at the state level. I'm on board with exactly what you just said. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Good to talk with you. How about that? He was an easy convert. I like that. Linda in Middletown, hi. Hi. Um, I'm just having a little trouble hearing you. I just want to say, can you not put all Democrats in one category? Because um, I'm a Democrat, and I listen to WTIC, mm-hmm. and there's a lot that our government is doing that I don't support. So much so that I'm thinking of becoming a Republican. But you catch more flies with honey. And maybe if you don't put Democrats all into one category, all you Democrats or Democrats feel this way, you might be able to get through to some of the Democrats and help them to see what our government's doing that could be done differently. Well, when I mention them, I'm talking about the ones who hold power. I'm not talking about you as a voter. But I guess I need to make that clear. Yeah, I would. It makes a big difference uh, because there's a lot of us Democrats out there that are not happy with um, so much that's going on now. You know, just the handouts and the student loan program. It's just it's crazy. You know, well, it is important that you withdraw your registration as a Democrat. Whatever you do after that is up to you. But I really believe that we need a new model and that really the new model is the original model of the people who wrote the founding documents. You know, like the Declaration of Independence, it's an inspired uh, document that is laying out a framework that says that people have the right to 
their own bodies. And having the right to your own body means you get to do what you want to do, go where you want to go, and you get to keep the fruits of your labor. The government doesn't have the right to take our money and then blow it on uh, a, a night out, which is essentially what they do. It's worse. They take our money and use it in order to control elections so that they subvert democracy using the money we produce with our labor. So we have to stand up for it. You can't be a, you know, for yourself, once you understand that, you can't go along with it and you can't call yourself a Democrat if you understand that what the Democrats are doing is deliberately and consciously destroying the country so they can win elections. But do you believe that all Democrats are that way? All the Demo leadership, you know, the leadership people in the Democratic Party it are that matter. way? It doesn't matter. That's, a, that's a, not the way to think about it. We have a system that is doing it. And if so, Democrats control the political system in the state of Connecticut. It doesn't matter if all of them believe it or not. What matters is this is what the government in the state of Connecticut does. It plunders, it lies, and the people who stay there and are part of it are guilty of it. Whether they, you know, if you're if you're driving the getaway car and, and for for uh, a robbery, you're guilty of robbery, and that's how, yeah. that's how I would look at it. It doesn't matter what the intent is. I believe a lot of good people go into politics, they run for office, and they're shocked at what they see when they get there and then they have to make a decision am i gonna and i am i gonna labor in this corrupt system so i can gain power inside of it that means i have to adapt to their rules or am i gonna leave and yeah. there's few people who take the middle ground which is i'm gonna fight them because well yeah. it's 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 built in such a way as to not let you do that sorry to talk so much but you you hit my sweet spot linda go ahead <laughs> No, that's okay. Well, there was a, a, a young man that ran for the council in Middletown, and I told him, I said, don't do what's best for you. Don't do what's best for the Democratic Party. Do what's best for the people, and you'll be successful. You know, and I don't know what became of him. I kind of lost contact with him, but too few people do what's best for the party and not for the people. And um, for the, I am ready for the, to switch. For the state, you mean, for the voters. They have to do what's best for yeah, the Yeah, for voters. the voters. Yeah, not... Yeah. You know, do what's best for the average person. You know, I'm sick of earning a bonus and the government taking half of the bonus away, almost. Not quite half, but, you know, it's just, it's tiring. You know, there's a lot of us out there that are, I think, ready to switch, and I just hope people will. Thank you so much for the call and, and for your open mind. It's uh, That's what we need to turn things around, Linda. Thank you so much. 860-751-4698. If you want to phone in a rant, that's how you do it. 860-751-4698. And we take calls during the rants, as you are hearing. So let's play some. It's not playing, though. Oh, I see. I see. Guess what? It's operator error. It's not the equipment. I've got to tell you the truth. It's operator error. Error. I should say, error. Let's take a phone call while I get this working. We've got Mark in Farmington. Hi, Mark. Just a quick question on that news story down in wherever it was about the uh, the witch. Did I hear the date right of 1656? And if that's correct, was was the country even... What was the story? I didn't hear the story about the witch. What is it? There's a story on... Um, on WTIC, yep. that they were hearing, having hearings regarding uh, 
some of those people that were put to death back then. And oh, one oh yes, they're, the they're, yes, they're, they're trying to uh, get them, uh, what do you call it? They want their charges dropped. They want them exonerated from the, rich, the right. witch trials. And I know that somebody responded as they didn't want to open up a can of work kind of you know payment but if it was 1656 they'd be they'd be asking for that money from who england just, uh, just wondering yeah it's a good point and uh i'm just checking well they're saying it's been over 300 years so what's 300 years from now well before we were independent yes all right mark thank, thank you. you for the call it's good to hear from you let's get the rants going if we can here we hey, go. Guys, the American Patriot. Yesterday you spoke about uh, a person's ability to control whether they want to die or not as far as the government's involvement in it. And you said that the person's body is sacred and they can do whatever exactly, they want. Yes. Their life is sacred. Mm-hmm. But, boy, you don't feel that way about a woman's body, do you? Or nor do Republicans. Boy, you don't listen well. I said at the time, I said, uh, that's why I'm pro-choice. You have to be pro-choice if you understand how evil and ugly government is. You've got to be. The U.S. president, the U.S. secretary of transportation, need to take note about the response from the Greek president on a train rack that happened less than 24 hours ago. And what about you? You didn't fill in the blank of what you're objecting to. Juan, come on, man. Frank in Middletown. Hi. Well, hello, uh, Todd. Uh, I'm responding to the uh, the other person that just called from Middletown, the Democrat that said you were feisty with them. Yep. So we had a special election last night to replace. Uh, Quentin Williams, who got killed in the uh, okay, so we had a we had a candidate on the Republican side that had that had a dynamite platform, and she ran against a uh, Democrat who could have been a billboard. With nothing other to say than nothing. And the Republican lost summarily to somebody that has no agenda except to continue the thing. The Democrats in Middletown are inbred. Yeah, well, that's the kind of community is. So so, uh, that's what the Republican took on. Uh, so okay, I, I'm not sure what that. I'm not sure what your feeling is about that. Do, do you think that Republicans can just roll up in a ball and quit, or what do you? What is your thought on that process? Well, I do you, or do you think that, or do you just think that that kind of no agenda Democrat should win all the time? Well, it's not about should. What should happen is we should restore our system and have a limited government system that respects the rights of the individual and doesn't rob them in order to I buy agree, votes. I agree, but how do you do that with people that blindly vote for a billboard? Uh, well, they're tough, but, the, you know, the, uh, uh, 
Middletown would be one of the harder places to do because it's a college town. It's packed with liberals who don't know better and are blinded to the obvious. So the argument needs to be made, and that's what I'm doing. I'm making the argument about how the American system or government didn't call for this at all. This is anti-Americanism. This idea is contemptuous of what it the is. founders put into place. It is. It is exactly exactly right. It's sad. It's sad that the 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 party has the Democrat Party has marginalized the thinking of smart people. Uh, I worked yet- the polls. I worked the polls last night. And people that you would look at business suits or grubby hands or you and they voted Democrat. Yeah. I'm thinking, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> How bad it's, do you want it be before you open your freaking eyes? Yeah, it's it's a, a bad situation we're in, but people are brainwashed. And when you corrupt the system, then it, the system gets corrupted and it's hard to pull it back. Thank you, Frank. Great to talk with you. Appreciate it. Got to play the rants, though. Hi, Todd. This is Fritz the Cat. Hello, Fritz. Listen, I was thinking about some of the topics of today, and some of them had to do with um, the origins of where COVID came from. And I got thinking about it, and I said, well, a couple of years back when Rush Limbaugh was still around, he was covering the story. So I'm putting all the facts together here in my head. And I said, you know, Rush said something was going on in China and that a virus had broken out and that they were welding people into their houses and they were burning bodies and they saw footage of it from um, from satellites and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they started this whole panic in the media about a virus that was coming from China. So why wouldn't anybody have any reason not to believe that the virus started there? I don't know why people would have doubted it. Don't forget, tomorrow, March 1st, Another five cents will be added to the Connecticut state sales tax for gas. Thanks, Nettie. I'm just calling to give Tom Shattuck two <laughs> thumbs up. He's really doing a good job. There's only one complaint I have. I wish that when Mark from West Hartford calls, that Tom would allow him just a little bit more time to make his point. Oh, do you think that falsetto there might actually be a male voice? A Mark from West Hartford himself. This is in regards to those snowflakes that have taken over the administration building for five days. Why don't they take and lock up the bathrooms, shut off all the utilities, cut the power? We'll see how big mouth they are with their megaphones and their protest signs and et cetera. Bunch of snowflakes. You're talking Connecticut College, I assume? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. More rants when we continue, and then after that, we've got our Australian no government person coming on to talk about the no government philosophy. Right now, the pro traffic report moment of the show. It's the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, and Mark Christopher is there with the report. Hey, Mark. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. WTIC, good afternoon. You know all this stuff about the Wuhan lab. All of a sudden... It's enough to make you confused about what goes on with the dissemination of information in our country. But all of a sudden, they're talking about the viruses having come from the lab in Wuhan. You remember what it was like? Do you remember what it was like a year ago, two years ago, talking about where, the, where it originated from? And part of the rules were in the media you weren't allowed to say. You weren't allowed to say that it seemed like it came from the lab, that it was suspicious. The whole thing was suspicious. This is, uh, this is a big change. Now all of a sudden they're talking about it. It's so, it's so totally weird where we are. This is John Stewart talking about it a couple of years ago. There's a novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? the Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. A larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances. And the two things that came out of it were, I'm racist against Asian people, and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. So there is, uh, there is somebody there who is speaking about, you know, a liberal who, who, who was talking about it a couple of years ago. That was him on Colbert a couple of years ago, John Stewart. But it's great to have, you know, a little reminder of exactly what's going on here, what's up and what's down, you know? It makes you a little crazy after a while listening to these people uh, on the view today oh i gotta play that in a little while the on the view today there was um whoopi goldberg was going on and on about how it was all donald trump's fault and you, you just you get to a point you want to scream or something we still yeah we do have a couple more rants to play where am i where am i right here i wanted to play you this uh 
Do I have time? To, let's let's uh, check this one out. Hello, John. I was listening to one of the Sunday morning news shows, and one of our senators, I, I didn't get his name, uh, was talking about the war in Ukraine and how we have to do whatever we need to do to supply them with what they need. And then the question was asked, what about if we need to defend ourselves against another conflict of some sort, are we going to have what we need? And he reassured us that, don't worry, we have what we need. But when he spoke about how we're supplying the Ukraine and that the supply line chains are great and they're doing so good, I mean, I think it's amazing that we can have great supply chains for the things that people need for war. Yes, that's right. But we still can't still can't get uh, the essentials in some cases. We've got the essential traffic update for you. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. How are those roads doing, Mark? Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, it's WTIC. Apologies if you're on hold right now. We've got a guest calling from Australia, so we have to connect with her. Zenya is here. We talked to her last week. She has a Facebook group called Stand in Your Power in Australia, which is advocating for objectivism, the belief system of Ayn Rand, the famous novelist from the 1940s who also developed the objectivist political philosophy, which is a small government philosophy similar to the... Um, to the one in the United States. Zenia, nice to have you back. Hi, Todd. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. So last week we got a little, little introduction to you and who you are and, and your Stand in Your Power Facebook page and that you were you said you, were, you are a uh, real estate agent, you have an agency, and that you were a socialist and then something happened. Can you talk a little bit about your your ideological awakening towards the idea of small government? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I, I can talk about a, a little bit about how I believed in socialism and what I did about that. Um, yeah, start there. If you like. so I, I went, yeah, I went to the extent of even starting a social business, um, which was which was based on helping people because I, I thought that's what socialism was. It was about helping people. Uh, so I, um, I started a social business where all the business profits were reinvested back into the business to hire other people. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it was aimed at getting people out of unemployment in Australia. Uh, that was a dismal failure. I had to Why? turn into a profit. Uh, well, it was, it was, an, it was uh, for non-profit. I had to turn it into a profit business to actually make it work. The reason why why it didn't work was because of just people took advantage. Uh, they, they knew that it was a non for profit. Uh, you know, just just ridiculous hours being put in, uh, which I didn't care. I actually didn't care um, because I, I wasn't interested in making profit out of that business anyway. So I didn't care if they if they were working at midnight, which they were, and you know, just all sorts of things. The, the, the wages were really sky high. Um, and it wasn't until the um, my accountant actually had to call me into his office and said, okay, that is great that you're doing all of this and, you know, reinvesting profits back into the business and you're not making any money out of this business. Great, great, great. 
except you're at risk, not them. And I said, well, why, why am I at risk? And he said, because you own this company. They do anything you're liable. Uh, you know, if it starts running into insolvency problems, you're yeah. liable. So basically they're taking all the money, taking all the, uh, you know, all the, the good things about the, the business. But, but I was personally at risk and so was my real estate agency. And so did that, I had to did that give you, um, did that offer insights to you about systems and, and was that an awakening for you? Well, it was an awakening because the uh, the capitalist, the entrepreneur, always takes a risk. So regardless of who gets the benefits, the risk is always the entrepreneur. Right. So, so yeah, so that was that. The the idea is that you are building something that will have value later, and in in return for taking the risks, whether you're risking capital or labor or your your own future, as you're describing, you're there's an upside that that downside is being weighed against and that's a really important lesson i guess of business so that was your start into these into what capitalism is all about well no i already had a business at that stage so i I already had a profitable business this this was a side business so i thought because i already had a profitable business (laughs) in real estate I can start an, another little, you know, side business that was non-profitable, and that would be okay. Uh, but that actually put me at risk of losing the other business as well. Uh, so, so I what had was to, the lesson still, for I still you? Got that company. Sorry. Oh, you still have the non-profit. I, I still have that business. I had to turn it into a full profit. I had to make it profitable. So okay, now so that the, the profits are not reinvested into the business for uh, for the purpose of employing other people. We are just mm-hmm. making profit. Okay. So now it's, what, it's great. So now Was the this experience justified. important for you in terms of understanding, I mean, as a step along the way towards becoming an objectivist and believing in, in no yeah. government or small government? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure it was. It was, and I think I was. It was. I was a little bit misled by um, the works of Muhammad um, Yunus. Uh, he was. He was the one that invented the Grameen Bank and microfinancing in Bangladesh. So I was. I was reading a lot of his uh, his work and what he called the social project, where he. He funded uh, micro loans to poor people to help them. Um, to help them get a life, basically, to, to help them, give them a little bit of capital to start their own business instead of working for somebody. He called it the social project. He called it socialism. You know, and so I thought, well, this was socialism. So I was, I was a little bit confused. This was a mm-hmm. few years ago. And it wasn't until I started really looking into it that I, that I thought, wait, what he actually did was he introduced poor people to capitalism, that's what he did. It's just not named that way. And I don't know why it's not named the Capitalist Project. All right. So let me skip and you forward then. What is it that's great about capitalism that you've, uh, you've got a clear sense of now that you can articulate for us? That you are responsible for your own life. So, so capitalism to me is, is a system by which enables you to create your life the way that you want and you know and living in Australia living in America there's no shortage of opportunities of what you can actually create when you use your mind 
So capitalism is well. The, the definition of capitalism is 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 controlling your own capital, controlling um, your own production. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what it is. It's entrepreneurship. It's growing your own business. It's being responsible for your own life. It's being able to trade freely with somebody else who who wants to voluntarily trade with you. So your uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. Zenya, Stand in Your Power, what are you advocating for there specifically? Well, in one word, freedom. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm actually advocating for freedom. So I was alone, Todd, for such a long time. I, I, was, I, was, I, I only got into objectivism about, um, about 12 months ago or, or even less. But these, the views that I that I have on society and um, being able to see what's going on in society, like being able to see the the injustices on people who are 95 years old and unable to get a, you know government social security or pensions, um, you know things things that are going on. I mean, I, I've had these these I've been able to view these things for a very long time. Uh, but when when I talked about it normally on normal Facebook groups, I would get attacked. <laughs> so I started a group to try and attract people who think in like ways, who can see the truth, who are not indoctrinated by socialism, who are not indoctrinated by you know feminism, all of these things that are going on, all of these ideas and ideologies that that at their core want to redistribute wealth. Uh, because redistributing wealth is to me is not is not a moral system because you're you're actually coercing force against somebody to give the money to somebody else and that is that's just immoral and as soon as you you point out that that system is immoral on a normal facebook page or even a dinner party at at home uh, people all, all of a sudden start saying yeah oh, well you just you, you're just selfish which is great Great. That's that's great. That's a compliment. <laughs> Tell or, us why um, is that a compliment? Well, rational self-interest, living living for yourself. I mean, who who else? If you're if you don't own your life, who else owns your life? Who are you living for if you're not living for yourself? But there, there's well, also the um, the the people are not accustomed to the argument that being selfish is good, that being selfish is productive. And if, if you're making the point that by maximizing your own opportunity as a person, that is the greater good because you're doing what you want with yourself and that's what's going to give the, the best yield to uh, the other people seeking to do the best for themselves because you're creating economic activity. So it's much better for you to be right. out there generating profits and making a lot happen in your business than it is to be taking care of a bunch of people who just want to uh, take advantage of you. Correct. Correct. And if, uh, if there's a lot of people, if a lot of people actually give up and say, well, you know, if that person is on social security and that person, they're just sitting there doing nothing. Well, I'm going to be on that too. Then at the end, who's, who's going to work for all of these people? Isn't it easier to not work and be looked after? If everything's free, I don't know why that isn't the conclusion everybody will come to. It sounds like Australia has gotten to the same place politically as the United States, which surprises me. My image of Australia is such rugged individualism. was, Was that once an accurate perception and no longer the case? 
Perhaps it is. It is beginning to be more and more social. I mean, uh, a new reform that is coming into Australia now is that we have superannuation, which is a percentage of people's wages are put away uh, for their retirement plans later. So the uh, the Australian government is bringing in new reforms at the moment, where they're saying, well, we're going to take uh, superannuation, the savings of people. Uh, who have a lot of money and give it to those who don't. <clears throat> so they're going to effectively take people's super and equalise it, mm-hmm. which is unfair. Um, I, I'm currently paying myself a, a salary through my business and also paying myself super, which is you know putting putting away money. I'm actually thinking of not paying myself a salary through the business, just sacking myself and um, stopping the super from accumulating as well. Also, oh, you, you keep the money in the do. business and distribute it later. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, but uh, be careful. Like These people, you know, once they realize that by hurting the productive, uh, they can they can make good politics. It's uh, it's dangerous to be visibly against them. Zenia, it's great to talk with you. the uh, The Facebook page is Stand in Your Power. Correct. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Great to talk with you. We'll do it again soon. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Stephen Waterbury, hi. Hi, Todd. You know, she was talking about by being a capitalist or whatever, she's being selfish. I think it's the other way around. These people that want the government to take care of them, the ones that are selfish. Well, it's uh, it's a little wordplay about whether it's good to be selfish or not. And Ayn Rand's point was that it's good to be selfish because if you're selfish, like Steve Jobs was selfish. He wanted to create a company and become a titan of, uh, of, of the tech world. And mm-hmm. that made a lot of good stuff happen for a lot of other people. Right. Well, you know, the original reason I called is to uh, get back to the, uh, the flu thing. Uh, you're familiar with the Hong Kong flu, correct? I haven't had it, but I remember the uh, name of it. The name, and it's still around, and, you know, every now and then it might pop back up. Well, not only that, uh, back in the time when this first came out, did they not want you to mention the lab, but they actually gave Trump a hard time for mentioning China, that it came from China. That's right. So, I mean, it's, you know, just... The media and everybody else was, you know, really against him on that. And it was crazy because, I mean, that's where it did originate as far as we know. Or at least yes. at the time, you know. Yes. But the more important thing is that we shouldn't have our right to free speech taken away either. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, it was very interesting having that guest on that you just had. It was, it, oh, good. Was, I'm glad. you. What yeah. did you like about her? I just, you know, well, first of all, just, you know, listening in from another country, yeah, she got a pretty good accent. The fact that she was uh, considered herself a socialist and she came to change her mind, I think that's a good, you know, development yes. on how people, you know, view things. And it might just bring some other people around to look at things differently. That's a good point, too. All right, Steve. Good to talk with you. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. Steve from Waterbury. And you, thank you for being here and for listening and for taking part in the show. Call in a rant, and we'll play it tomorrow, 860 
4698. Send me an email, Todd We can stay in touch with each other and discuss things. Send me an email. If you've got something interesting for me to see, I'd love to see it. Let's uh, get you a traffic update. Mark Christopher is in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Have a great night, Mark. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.